Well, so I call it the 10 minute rule. All right. So before um, videos are uploaded, I'll spend about 10 minutes. Um, this is YouTube specific. I'll spend about 10 minutes on the videos that I'm watching, um, commenting on other people's stuff, right? Just getting my, my handle out there, maybe under our, our this gatheredness handle, commenting on other people's videos that I find interesting. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. This is a podcast dedicated to doing marketing differently, serving first, giving value, and building your brand. I'm so excited that you're with us today. And I've got my awesome co-host, Miss Lauren Lewis. Hey. Hey. And then we have an amazing co-host, special guest, uh, Mr. C.R. Branoff. How are you doing, C.R.? Doing great, guys. Appreciate yeah, you having me. Absolutely. So this is second time you've been on the show, correct? Yeah, man, it's been too long. <laughs> it, it really has. Yeah, right out of the gate, we had you on. And uh, I still think it's one of the more most downloaded episodes that we have. I was on. actually going to nice. tell CR holds the crown. He has he the does. most downloaded episodes. Yes. <sighs> man, that's, that, that means a lot. <laughs> but there's more pressure on you now. You know, because I know, you right? have to, gotta bring the, <laughs> gotta bring the up, heat. Gotta bring the A game today. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what, so make sure that you guys go check back at that episode. In the mm. show notes, we'll have a link to it. Um, but it was around storytelling. And yeah. it was a phenomenal nice. episode. Uh, but today we're going to jump jump into actually uh, YouTube branding on how to build a channel. Um, CR has, they, they have built this amazing, amazing channel around their family and what they're doing. And, and uh, so I'm excited to kind of jump into that, but also he has some marketing background as well. Um, so it's really going to be good, some good stuff. But before we get into that, yeah. we like to start it off with something fun. What's that, Lauren? We always like to start our episodes off with, what are you obsessed with? So CR, start us Ooh. off. What are you obsessed with this week? Oh, man. Outside of toilet paper, um, I would say... <laughs> actually, you know what? I'm staring at one right now. So this is this is some a light, actually. Oh. A mobile light that Angie and I yes. use. Um, the manufacturer, to be honest with you, I can't even remember who makes it. I want to say it's like Adorama, mm -hmm. if, that, okay. if that makes sense. But the flexibility of these little lights here to go yes. from different color schemes and intensities and saturation levels... It's top notch, especially yeah, in our line of work thing. where we're yeah we're doing like various photo shoots or social media content. Um, they're lightweight, they're small, and easy, easy to travel with. So I'm a fan. Yeah, nice. You guys are just listening. It looks like he's holding a glowing box from the Avengers. Basically, <laughs> it's a tesseract. <laughs> <laughs> when I snap my fingers, this podcast might end. It's like yes. oof, okay. half, of, <laughs> half of the podcast will end actually. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So I'm going to go tech too, uh, as oh. well, because so this recent, I've been traveling, doing a lot of live podcast editing. And so we video it with multi-camera setup. And so I went and started using, we have the cam link, which makes your DSLR camera able to actually do live streaming or recording through your computer. And use it as a webcam, basically. And uh, so I, this was my first time to do multi-camera switching, basically video producing while we were recording a podcast. It was a lot of stuff, but it was... Wow. Yeah, it went really well. I'm very excited. Yes. I do know that I'm going to have to upgrade my video, uh, the encoder on my computer, because it was lagging just a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was a lot of fun, though. I got to you yeah. know, nerd out a little bit on, uh, so on some of the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Lauren's thing. She's like, you can, you can have that. So, CR, you and I can talk about lights and color balance all day. and all, Love it. all day. We can do that. So, but anyway, yeah, that's my obsession. So now I'm going to 
even after this, I'm going to dig into more info on that kind of stuff. So All right. <laughs> get excited, Lauren. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lauren? What are you obsessed with? So my husband and I are trying with our oldest child, who's, um, he's almost four, um, to do more like on Friday nights to do like intentional dates with him. And oh, so yeah. Yeah. last week I went and saw Onward with him, which is a new Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was super cute. Yeah. And it was like, I really didn't know what it honestly was about, but it actually, it made me cry. It was really good. It was surprisingly hmm. a lot more in depth than I thought it was going to be. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I thought it was really good. And I mean, it's always fun to go with your, like your child that's like really little and still seeing like through their eyes. It's just interesting what they pick up on and yeah. stuff too. Yeah. So it was really fun. Yeah, we did that with Frozen 2. And about halfway through the movie, our five-year-old fell asleep on me. So we got to watch the rest of the movie. It was really cute, but it was just like, all right, he's not going to remember any of this. And I'm enjoying it. It was a great movie. I'm not going to. Didn't he uh, fall asleep in Sonic too? Yeah, he did. Okay. <laughs> I think I fell asleep in Sonic, which actually Sonic was a phenomenal movie, but I was just exhausted. And now you have the reclining chairs. Yeah. So it gets done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I sit back and like, oh, well, it's over. But the, I actually the really next enjoyed thing, Sonic. The, There'll be once there's heated seats, it's, <laughs> it's we're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> yes, yeah, for real. Well, now they bring you your food as well. I mean, there's yeah. you don't have to get up. It's terrible. So, I mean, it's the most wonderful thing ever. So, um, all right. Hey, that was really good. That was yeah. good. Oh, I was, you know, you didn't have a tech one. That's okay. You know, no, I didn't. <laughs> You're forgiven. It's, yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Hey, let's jump into the topic today. Yep. Um, and it's really all about YouTube, right? So, Sierra, give us just a brief overview of who you are, what you do, kind of your background. Sure, sure. So my name is C.R. Braniff. Um, my wife and I actually have, well, we have a, a pretty sizable YouTube channel. That's where that's where we got started. Um, it's primarily a family blogging channel. And so basically, we kind of go through our daily lives with a camera in our hands and try and tell interesting stories. Now, through that type of content, we have pretty specific audiences that we're trying to reach with regards to um, demographics, I guess. Um, you know, we want to reach families. That's that's who we're trying to to inspire or um, inform or educate, however you want to put it. But we're trying to reach out to them and just share uh, big family life through our eyes. And so, uh, from a more professional background, I spent 13 years with a bank uh, doing risk management for the first 13 of it. The last two of it, I actually ran um, several of their social media platforms, Twitter. Yeah. LinkedIn, um, IG, YouTube, and did content planning and some consulting work with their marketing groups um, on all things social. So from a more corporate side, um, I've got some professional background in social media and storytelling. I left about two years ago, retired and came home and now (laughs) do social media full time with my wife. Um, She is the talent. I say this all the time. Um, We kind of put our heads together and figure out you know, how we want to tackle this stuff from um, a content standpoint. But for the most part, she is, she's the the workhorse, man. She picks up the camera. She has a, her own personal YouTube channel. She's an author. I am her biggest cheerleader. So together we kind of yeah. go through life um, tackling, tackling YouTube one video at a time. <laughs> yeah. So you talk about big family life. So how many kids do you have? We have eight children. We have eight. <laughs> I think the last time you and I, or last time we spoke, mm-hmm. I had seven. So yeah. since then, we've yeah, actually congratulations. Adopted. Thanks, thanks. We adopted a little boy. Um, that's all on YouTube. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, eight kids overall. So that keeps it lively. 
Uh, and your family is just so beautiful. I love mm-hmm. seeing the pictures and Thanks. social media and the videos that you guys do. Um, it's always fun. And I, you have for anybody, make sure that you guys go out there and check check them out. Uh, this gathered nest, right for the uh, the family blog. Um, what yeah, is yeah. what is uh, what is her uh, personal channel? I don't think I'm it's, to that. Yeah, one. it's Angela Braniff. So it's really Sorry, more okay. lifestyle. Yeah, she started it up um, a long time ago, but from a, a content standpoint, it's really more geared towards motherhood and mm-hmm. lifestyle. So she'll get into a lot, um, a lot more of the mom stuff than what's discussed yeah. or, or shown, I guess on our, on our blog. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We were joking about it. Like she always, she's so pretty. And so it's one of those things we were saying, oh, that's kind. We, we were talking about, it's like, basically Sierra, you must every morning just give her time to get ready or she just wakes up like that. We don't know exactly what, what I, I would say it's is. the latter, but she does spend some time <laughs> getting ready. Um, and you know, like we're in a line of work where she, you know, she does that. She t- yeah. she does tutorials and stuff like that yeah, with clothing yeah. and and makeup and all that stuff too on her personal channel. So it's all it's all a part of the gig. Absolutely, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and we re- we got connected back uh, because she was on my wife's podcast, uh, the adoptive mom, because you guys yeah. adopted families, and so and then after that, she was like, "You got to talk to Cr. Like he's like right in line with what you guys are doing." And then we became friends, digital friends, yeah, and man. so we we've uh, kept in contact. It's been awesome. So, which um, which reminds me, real quick, before we get into the yeah. into the weeds here, you have a daughter that's famous now. I saw. <laughs> I mean, how Jeez, cool. Yeah. That video was so cute. Yeah. So that cute. was totally off the cuff. We'll put that in the show notes as well. So yeah, uh, I was randomly filming us. They were just playing. And I mean, you take videos all the time of our kids. Mm-hmm. And so, but sure enough, she stopped and she was like, I can't win. I was like, girl power. And she's like, yeah, girl power. Girls never stop. And I was like, she this was all is Oh yeah. I was like, that was not coached at all. That's yeah, so, <laughs> so cute. So I love that. Anyway. She's like tripping over a skitter and she's like, keep on rolling. Keep on rolling. Yeah. She's just tripping oh, and man. just, yeah. <laughs> so Jay. You're raising them right, man. That was awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Of course. And there's like the day that video comes out and we get like a bad report from school. She's like mean and pushing kids. And I'm like, of course, of course she gets on the news and everything. And then we get like a terrible report. That's that's life though. That's that's how she's celebrity status now. She just what you can do what she wants. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's she's Beyonce always. <laughs> yep. That's oh good. man, that's awesome. All right, so Lauren, let's jump into yeah. some of the content today. <clears throat> All right, so I mean, one of the questions that we get a lot from people who are starting their YouTube channel is how do I grow my audience? And you cannot just throw videos at the wind and expect that they're just going to grow without any strategic thought process, unless you just randomly mm-hmm. get lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so what advice would you give to people who are wanting to grow their YouTube audience? Yeah. So I guess I'm, I would approach this from, from the standpoint of, I, I would assume as a business owner, you probably know who your audience is, right? You know who you're talking to, you know who you want to bring through the doors or, or who you want to visit your website. You've got that image in your head. Um, at this point, you're going to be using video content to try and, and reach them, find them, and engage with them. And that's exactly what YouTube is for. Um, obviously, it's a social platform. So because the word social is in there, the intent of the platform is to get people to engage with you as the creator and for you to engage with them. Right? That's a huge, huge, yeah. huge talking point. Um, I would say starting in, in 2019, it went aw- the platforms really went away from virality, really searching for clickbaity titles and promoting that type of content, to really promoting content that drives engagement with their viewers. And so mm-hmm. if I were to start somewhere first, I would start with wanting to create content that's going to get a, a viewer 
to not only click on my video, but want to comment on it, want to like it, and want to share it. So as I'm strategizing and thinking through different types of content, that's what I'm thinking about. What is going to get my viewer to stick around through the duration of my video and have an opinion about it, have a feeling, have something that they want to converse with me about or, or leave a comment about? And those are the types of things that YouTube really likes um, in 2020 is content that drives engagement. Mm. And that's awesome. Yeah. And I think even when we've talked about watch time, you know, we kind of dove into some of the analytics of that uh, in the past, but um, watch time is a big deal because they actually yeah. are wanting that full connection that you have with somebody to be able to actually have them comment, leave it, stick around, like make sure it's interesting stuff and they're getting value from mm -hmm. it. That it's not just, uh, we're getting away from the early days of YouTube when it was just really clickbaity, like this is a really cool thumbnail, but then the thumbnail has nothing to do with the video itself and the content itself. Um, That's right. So I, I think it's awesome as, as a platform, YouTube has done a really good job of that, of kind of fostering that community, taking away the anonymous, you know, trolls essentially, um, mm -hmm. being able to like focus on what's actually important of building that community back and forth. And you'll always have, you know, obviously bad, bad people out there who, who are hurting and different things like that, that, that want to bring somebody down. But for the most part, it's, it's, it's moving in a, in a very good direction. It's, it's healthier than it, than it was when it, 10 years ago when it, when it started. You know what I mean? They're really focusing on not only the creator's experience, but the viewer's experience and the brands, the business side, you know, the, the advertisers. They want to make sure that the triad, if you will, are, are all working in unison towards the same goal, which is an enjoyable experience on the platform. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the things that you do in the video? And we've talked about you know, having a hook up front. Hey, this is, this is something that's, yeah. you're going to, you know, this is what the video is about. It's interesting. Hang on, stay tuned type of, um, type of thing. But, you know, you talk about wanting, giving them almost permission to comment, to engage with you. What are some of those things yeah. that you guys uh, do in your videos? I mean, you got to ask for it. I mean, really it's calls to action. I think when you're, when you're creating content and you're planning out either your, your editorial calendar or, um, your content strategy, you almost have your narrative arc within the story you're telling, right? You're kind of figuring out at what point in today's blog or today's video or today's tutorial, am I going to reach out to my audience and ask for their opinion on something, right? And that, it's as easy as that. At the end of the day, um, majority of people are going to do what you tell them to. If you ask them for, for, for permission or if you, you come across as salesy or pushy, you're probably going to lose, you know, some engagement or some authenticity mm -hmm. there. Yeah. But if you're really treating them like they're an intelligent human being, which you have to, right? I think in yep. today's society, you have to treat them um, or have to treat everybody as if they're um, as if they're human. And you're asking for that for that call to action in some form or fashion, whether it's give me your thoughts, click here, go here and check out this product. Let me know what you think. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get that activity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that goes back to, I mean, why the show exists is doing marketing differently than what most companies do marketing as, where it's just, it's not marketing, it's sales, right? They're just mm -hmm. pushing sales or pushing that type That's of right. mentality, but you need to give value in that. And I think YouTube is a great platform for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so when we talk about that community aspect, right, you said, you mm -hmm. know, give those calls to action, make sure that people are uh, given that permission, right, to do that. Um, but what about on like a commenting or like community building aspect? I mean, are you guys responding to comments? You know, a lot of people put out their stuff mm -hmm. and then they just don't do anything with it. They're just like, here it is, world, yeah. and then they don't engage. Uh, what, what are some of the things you guys are doing? It's, it's pivotal. So I call it the 10-minute rule. 
All right. So before um, videos are uploaded, I'll spend about 10 minutes. Um, this is YouTube specific. I'll spend about 10 minutes on the videos that I'm watching, um, commenting on other people's stuff, right? Just getting my, my handle out there, maybe under our, our this gatheredness handle, commenting on other people's videos that I find interesting. Um, about 10 minutes after our upload, I do the same thing. I'm going out to similar styles of content, similar audiences, maybe where our viewers would go next to watch a video. And I'm also commenting on those ones. And it's not something that is done j- disingenuously, right? Like I, it may take me from my type of content to a similar creator's content where it may be in the same genre. And I'm interacting with those audiences as well. And what that does within um, YouTube's algorithm and behind the scenes is say, it kind of connects the dots. It's right. Mm-hmm. It's like this content creator and this content creator are connected. The people that are watching these videos might, might have something in common. And so I think straddling both ends of an upload um, is an interesting strategy. It's something that, that we've put into practice, I would say, over the last 12 months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's worked. And so outside of that, getting in the comments um, and truly having genuine conversation. It's not emoji, 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 and then bouncing out of there, right? It's treating, treating the other person um, like they're a person and, and interacting with either other, other viewers of the content or with, uh, with creators themselves. So it's, it's critical. It is because, again, it's a social platform. So if I'm not being social on there, then it's just a repository. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a big difference for a lot of people when they put their YouTube channel. It's like I want to be famous, and that's a very different goal from <laughs> I want a community because with yeah. a community you have to talk yeah. to those people. I'm a very introverted person, so sometimes that sounds very daunting. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's like it's, there's a two really different goals, and if you really want that genuine growth of community, the people that are going to follow you through thick and thin, you really yeah. have to engage with them. It can't be just like, well, just look at me. And then be done with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Absolutely. self-serving versus serving others, and I think you brought it. You you brought it up earlier, right? I think serving your audience um, and continuing to serve is always at the forefront. And a way to do that is to interact with them, right? Mm-hmm. What, regardless of the type of content that you're building, if you're trying to educate them on uh, cars or business, or if you're trying to entertain them through vlogs, like we are, um, creating those connection points and, and opportunities for interaction and authentic discussion is is vital especially in today's day and age where thousands and thousands of hours of video content is uploaded every minute to youtube it's just crazy that's insane yeah what's funny though is you're <laughs> what you're saying is is the same advice and, and things that we're doing you know um, we tell our clients like building facebook groups it's engaging with them. It's commenting. Yeah. It's giving them permission to ask, and then going back through and giving value. Even if you're in other Facebook groups, don't yep. just be on there to sell, but actually help people and solve their problems. You know, because yes. they're asking yes. questions. Be involved in that community, and that that comes back tenfold all the time. Hundred percent, man. Absolutely. All right. So, Cr, could you give us? I mean, maybe you don't. It's okay if you don't have these, but. Okay. What are some of your don'ts when maintaining a channel? I think it's always good to have a few like, hey, probably should watch out for these or be cautious about this kind of okay. thing. Um, I would start by saying don't sacrifice your integrity hmm. for one video or two videos or three videos, wow. right? I think at the end of the day, people that kind of sell their soul, so to speak, to try and get clicks or videos, um, because you're interacting with an intelligent audience, they're going to smell that type of stuff out and then you're going to lose their trust. 
So if you're running a business and you feel like, well, the hot, the hottest trends right now are X and I want to be a part of that conversation. So I'm going to create some video that incorporates it. If that isn't authentic to you or your brand or why your audience is following you, mm-hmm. don't do it. It's okay to say no. All right. Only yeah. insert your voice or your, your brand in conversations where it makes sense. That's the biggest thing because, um, on YouTube specifically, you'll see it. Um, a good strategy is, is always to kind of keep an eye on Google trends. And, um, if, if your audience does that going in there and, and seeing, you know, what's spiking for Google searches on a daily basis, building that into your routine is a good practice. Mm-hmm. But if the results don't, don't make sense for you being a part of the conversation, it's okay to say no. So when you're planning wow. out strategy and planning out content, um, make sure you're staying authentic to um, yourself, the type of content that you and your brand are trying to make, the message that you're trying to get out there, and the people you're trying to reach. Yeah, no, that's huge. That's uh, I so even right now, and this will kind of date this podcast a little bit too. But uh, coronavirus, right? That's a big topic mm. of of conversation right now. Um, and I've seen it's so crazy, but you're absolutely right. I've seen people that I follow who don't have any business talking about this going into it as experts or as something that their opinion matters. Um, and it, it's not that I don't, I'm like, I don't go to you for this type of content, you know? Right. Um, but if you're looking at it, like from your, your point of view, if you guys are, um, you know, as a family, how are we preparing? How are we protecting ourselves and our community as a family? Like you can still fit that in. Exactly. Right? Um, exactly. But you're not coming on there saying, all right, hey, everybody, I'm going to tell you my opinions of coronavirus. Like that doesn't fit with right. the content that you're producing. So there's two ways to, you're exactly right. And, and there's, there's two ways that we approach content every time we upload a video. All right. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna serve one of two audiences, a discoverable audience or our community. All mm, right. So before okay. we plan out a video, we have, an inten- we have an intention of saying, you know what, with this video... I want to try and reach new audiences. I want to try and bring in followers or subscribers that don't know I exist yet. So my strategy for thumbnail, our strategy for titling that video is much different than what we would do for creating content with the sole purpose of serving our existing community. And so every now and again, um, I would say a few times a month, you know, we're trying to widen our reach. We're trying to get out there with... Um, with our content and reach new audiences. And what you just said brought up, it's perfect, right? If I wanted to take what was hot today, searchability wise, which is the coronavirus, obviously it's going to be extremely saturated already. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to insert my type of content into that conversation, but I wanted to bring in new audiences. I would definitely tailor a title and a thumbnail that was a little bit more exaggerated, something that would maybe drive a little bit more uh, click through on our title. Versus staying really, really authentic and saying, you know what, I'm going to serve my community. So as our large family, um, here's how we're interacting with coronavirus. Here's how we're preparing. And so that's much more, I would say, true as to what I'm comfortable doing. But for as an example and as a part of this conversation, discoverable content and community content have two different purposes and two different strategies all in and of itself. Wow, that is that's great advice. Yeah, it's I don't really know good. that I've ever ever thought about it in that cool. sense too. But uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so, how do you going from that? You know, we talked mainly marketing directors, um, you know, business owners, that type of um, that type of uh, role. How would mm-hmm. you 
even balance those two. So that community building, but then also, you know, discoverability. So what, what advice would you offer them? Sure. So I would, I would say, um, I, from a ratio standpoint or yeah. Yeah. So is it 50, okay. 50, is it 10%? Is it, you know, cause you do want to take care of your current audience. Right. And so um, always. you'll always want to foster that community there, uh-huh. but you, you definitely want to expand and, and get things that are, that make that discoverability go up as well. But so here, um, here's my, here, here's my advice, right? To try and reach new audiences and not really have a catalog of ways to serve them there's not going to be a lot of value for them sticking around. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? So you Absolutely. almost have to, your community has to be in place first, your, your niche in the market, your, the people that you're serving in order for new people to be reached and then come to your page, window shop your channel and say, you know what? Yes, this is, this is why I'm here. I wanted to know about X, this, this creator creates a ton of content, a ton of, a ton of t- uh, tutorials around this topic. Um, I'm going to stick around a little bit, right? So yeah. if they're just, if, you, if you're going to bring them in to window shop your channel, there's got to be other things for them to buy as well, right? Otherwise it's like they're, they're they might, there's no point in subscribing to somebody that, that doesn't have that in place. And so early on, create content that's going to build your community as yeah. you begin to grow and, and you're looking to grow and scale and you've got probably some catalogs of, of videos going with, you know, good playlists, um, I think at that point in time, it's a good option to start creating a little bit more discoverable content, trying to get into new audiences. Absolutely. Uh, and we, we talked a little bit about the playlist in the past, but I mean, that give them a place to go if they have a specific mm. question. Hey, this is what we talk about in this playlist and this play. Give them an, an opportunity to dig into more content. And obviously, Ryan loves that. So, awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Kind of moving on here too. I mean, uh, CR, what's what's kind of next for you guys? What's uh, what's coming down the pipe? We know there's a book coming out, right? Oh, there is. So it's a, this is all my <laughs> wife right here. Yeah. I mean, bless her heart. She is. She's been working on this book, baby, for two years. Um, nice, nice. And it, it gets published April 28th. That's the go live date. And so, so we are in. Yeah. Like everything YouTube wise is kind of taking a backseat because I had no idea how much work went into <laughs> publishing a book and promoting it and i'm not even doing it like this is this is her baby and so like i said man raising eight kids and trying to bring this this book baby into the world too that's that's the full-time job um i think once once the the book does go live and and hits the shelves um she'll probably be doing some some book touring up in new york and la and then in texas and then maybe arkansas that'd be awesome we're we're thinking (laughs) about growing the kids I know, right? <laughs> um, throwing the kids in the RV and then just kind of uh, traveling to these different locations. So yeah. it's be fun to drive through and visit you guys. How, by the way, how big is the RV now? I mean, have you had to upgrade your RV? Because you guys already had a pretty not big yet. RV. <laughs> yeah, not not yet. It's at max capacity right now with this latest <laughs> this latest edition. So. Um, yeah, if we bring in any more, we got, we got issues on our hands. <laughs> Somebody sleeping in the trucks or something. That's right. <laughs> or on the roof. <laughs> Just to expand. You can always go up. You can always go mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, we're very excited for you guys. So where, where can they check out pre-order the book or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, what's it called? Yeah. And the, so the book is called Love Without Borders. It's a, a memoir that my, my wife wrote kind of about her upbringing and then, um, kind of what, what changed in her life to spark, um, 
an unlikely journey to to build wow. our family the way the way it's been built. And so you can find it anywhere books are sold. It's on Amazon, uh, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble, um, available for presale now. And uh, goes live, like I said, April 28th. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, good. Well, we're really excited for you guys. Um, and where can they follow you guys at? We kind of mentioned a little bit, but yeah, where can they go? Yeah, yeah. So, on YouTube, our channel name is This Gathered Nest. Um, if you want to follow my wife, her channel is is Angela Braniff. And then on Instagram is where we, we're a little bit more active as well. It's same thing, This Gathered Nest, my wife. And then again, my name is CR Braniff. Um, and I think yeah, Facebook, this gathered nest as well. So I mean, awesome. we're all over there, but yeah, yeah, not not yeah. too active on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's uh, I don't know how you guys balance it because you're always releasing like really cool like 360 videos as well. There's I mean, <laughs> one of my favorites was the go karts. You're just having having that 360 camera oh, that out was there fun. and riding yeah. the go karts. I was like, this is the coolest <laughs> thing, and nothing's <laughs> like fun. happening. You're just driving in the go kart, but just seeing it, obviously. Um, in different angles was really Dude, versatile really little tool there. I know we're, we're veering off a little bit, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll tech out with you a little bit. Cause like I can do that with you. Um, those little 360 cameras, man, they are versatile. And you know, once you start getting into content creation and video, once you got your storytelling and your angles down, if you can make mm-hmm. like creativity is the, is the byproduct of good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, it just supports it. And so different shot angles and stuff like that, in my opinion, always, throw a wrinkle in there for the viewer and make them like, huh, how'd they do that? Yeah. So yeah. it's fun. Do you, do you still have the bird scooter or the, uh, your motorized scooter that you ride around? I, I do actually <laughs> a video we uploaded just today has me on the scooter. It was like yes. 70 degrees out for the first time the other day. Uh, so me and me and my juice box biker gang <laughs> took a roll around the neighborhood and, uh, I, I threw the scooter, had the scooter going and a 360 camera. And I got a lot of looks because I'm like a mid thirties guy rolling around a neighborhood on an electric scooter. So yeah, take it for what it's worth. Well, you know, the Fitton family, I mean, we're a scooter gang as well. Yes. As you see there we go. Video, there we go. So um, yep. that's, that's the one we need to, I actually rode a one wheel the other day and Did I, you? Didn't, I didn't wreck or anything and it felt pretty smooth. I was <laughs> nice. not going to get one of these. Amazing. Of course, I don't know that my wife will let me. But that's just medical <laughs> bills waiting to happen. So just increase the life insurance policy, and then you'll be good to go. <laughs> Maybe you're getting another quarter million or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold. That's hilarious. All right. Hey, Sarah, thank you so much, man. Seriously, this has been great. And, and obviously, I mean, always, always fun to have you on the show. Um, and uh, in the the value here. So if you if you guys, uh, you know. Want more information, make sure you guys check them out. Follow um, this Gathered Nest and all that they're doing over there, um, as well as, uh, you know, the show notes. We'll have those up and going, right, Lauren? Yep. We'll have everything there for you guys. Uh, so anyway, thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Let's do it rapid fire. Go. All right. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? 
Oh goodness! We can only have. Three. I mean, you're talking like social. We're we're on all the social platforms. I know, so. but this is apparently post-apocalyptic on your phone. <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> I'm gonna let CR go first on this one. <laughs> oh, which three would I keep? Um, yeah. Instagram, YouTube's Creator Studio, mm. and Ooh. probably my text messages, text message threads. Oh, we're doing those ads, so we don't even get Does basic that count? apps. I think that counts. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay, that's good. This that's all hard. that your smartphone can do. Okay, I would definitely delete the phone app because I'm not a fan of people calling me or me calling. <laughs> I would agree with that one. Um, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Instagram as well as mm-hmm. I'm LinkedIn. I'm, I'm big on the LinkedIn side. Yeah. Um, and then it may be a Marco Polo situation. Oh no, I forgot nice. about that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've had time to think about that. I know. <laughs> These are not so rapid fire. I need like four. Um, <laughs> oh, I guess I would have to be like Marco Polo. My text messages, and then honestly, my Walmart grocery app, so I can order my groceries. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's I forgot good. about Instacart too. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of in that genre. All the grocery shopping apps. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna use Instacart for Aldi. Do you guys have Aldi out there? We do. Yeah. Yeah. Aldi's awesome. So it it's a good one. All right. This is a simple one. What okay. is your most used emoji? Uh, mine is the X. The yeah, I was gonna X. say, or it's gonna be a black heart or black heart. I do the black <laughs> heart. It's it seems le- it seems a little more manly, even though it seems terrible. It needs <laughs> the like black a heart. I do use a black heart. Probably you need more like a anything. smiley that has the black heart yeah, in the eyes. <laughs> true. Yeah. I, again, it's like I was putting red heart. You know, you want to show some love, right? Yeah. I was like, the red hearts are just they're just popping out too much. <laughs> I like black. I'm black on black. Yeah, on yeah, I agree. Yeah, anyway. What's you, CR? A most used emoji. I would probably say either the the hand that does this right here. Oh, yeah. As of late, I've been on this like nice. punk rock isn't dead thing, <laughs> and so I've, I've been getting. I've been trying to get my girls into a little bit more of uh, like pop punk music from the early two thousands, which yeah. is nice. that's my that's my love language, and so I've been using a lot of this thing lately. <laughs> so I don't know what I you call that. I like it. So wait, are we saying pop punk like little little hardcore ish? Like not not like the singing screamo type stuff? Or are you talking? Like I mean, I, I love I love love all punk rock music underneath that genre of mm-hmm. uh, umbrella. I, I have a, a, an affinity for the newfound glories of the world, oh, um, yeah. the yeah. starting line. So a little bit more poppy, but I can yeah. definitely get into some hardcore stuff too. Nice, so. nice. It's a good era. It's a good era. For me. It really was. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Lauren? Uh, I think it's either like the, the laughing, crying face. Um, really? Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Or the nervous face where you're like doing this. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> the one that I use the most. Do that for. again, Barry. That was a good yeah, one. Like, no, I'm good. <laughs> but, uh, so I think for the longest time, I thought that was just like a big smile. So I would send it to people like, like oh, thinking no. that it's a big smile, but it's not. It's the, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so okay. sorry. I have a question for you. Did you? I I was told that this is not praise hands. Like, oh, it's no. not the whatever the two hand thing. I was told it was a high five, like a double, like a high ten. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I figured I'd come to the to huh. the experts here. I always thought it was praise. I use it as praise hands. Yeah, we like, use it. So do I. Like, yeah. hey, great job! Or like, I guess it could be a double high five. I mean, you're you're giving some kudos, right? So you're right. I, I don't know. Huh. I, I don't know in certain countries if that's 
a high five. <laughs> I know in the United <laughs> States, culturally, that is like praise hands. Yeah, okay. So, okay. I mean, as long All as right. it's culturally Good. relevant, I think it's okay. But I mean, that I know definitive. Yeah, I, like I know in certain countries you have to be it. very careful with your hand motions. Like it can no, mean different to. things. We're so. probably sparing so many people out there. <laughs> that's fair. Like, yeah, praise the answer, Mike. <laughs> you just that is cussing at me yeah. right now. <laughs> <Just laughing. laughs> be careful. Oh goodness. Anyway, hey, those are good. That's thank good. you. Thank nice, you. Nice. Those were actually good. <laughs> <laughs> we're great. We're great. Sometimes he's like, "Yeah, that's good." <laughs> <laughs> Making the those nervous were, face. Uh, those those are really, good. yeah. There, I'll send you, send you a big <laughs> smile. Yeah. Griffin, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. 